Welcome to Tool Time Real Estate Radio. I'm Sarah Timon. I'm here with Stacy Mitchell, and we have special guest uh, Curtis, Curtis Maynard here with um, Delco Trim Light. We will be uh, diving into that a little bit later on in the show here. We are streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and you are listening to WWDB 860 AM. Ooh, so, nice intro. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And Tom is not with us today, so uh, wish us luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of interesting topics to get into today, um, as well as, again, Curtis being here, so we look forward to talking to him. Um, one of the first topics that we were going to jump into today is the highest percentage of cancellations in the year. Um, so there was an article that just came out here um, on Redfin recently, and the title is Home Purchases Fell Through at the Highest Rate in Nearly a Year in August. Um, it goes on to say that some home buyers got cold feet as mortgage rates hit the highest levels in over two decades and prices continued to rise, but buyer demand and new listings have stabilized following months of declines. Um, so the, the first number that it really throws at us here is that nationwide, nearly 60,000 home purchase agreements were canceled in August. That was about 15.7% um, of homes that went under contract. And that's up from 14.3% um, a year earlier. Uh, so, you know, when you look at the difference between last year to this year, it, it doesn't seem like quite as huge of a number, I would say, because um, there's always going to be um, contracts that fall through. Uh, but that was kind of a surprising number to, to see here as we were looking at it. I think one of the biggest factors that it goes on to explain is, as we all know, mortgage rates are high <laughs> or mm -hmm. higher than higher. what, higher than what um, you know, had previously been in the mix. So that is probably one of the largest factors that that went into this. Um, it goes on to kind of give a graph of like months from 2017 up until August uh, 2023. So I'm sure that Nick will be able to to post that here for everybody to see and just to kind of get eyes on the the track record here for how these declines have um, trended over the last few years. Um, now, what's interesting here as well. As always, real estate, as we often talk about, is local. So this is a national number. Um, a little bit later on here, I'll get into where Philadelphia actually fell into this mix. It's a little bit below the the national level. But uh, I don't know, Stacey, do, do you find that surprising? Or have you noticed, um, you know, contracts kind of terminating or falling through more now than before? Uh, personally, I haven't noticed um, like you said, Sarah, there's always going to be um, terminations for different sure. reasons, mostly because of inspections. If, if buyers are getting inspections, um, you just never know what can turn up, especially if there's a septic or water or well inspection, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and sometimes you get uh, a client could get under contract, sleep on it. Yep. And before that, you know, five day period where they put their earnest deposit, yep. they just seriously get cold feet right and they you know they're like we, we just can't do this yeah that is real oh yeah so it, that could be part of this too for sure I mean I feel like there's a couple different hurdles as you're going through the transaction that as each one passes you're like okay we need right. to do that one the first one being the deposit you right, know right did the deposit get made are they and are as they, they were making in? it were <laughs> they still excited were they still you know like where are we at there then if there's inspections involved you've got that inspection piece um, which, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk about here in one of the upcoming articles. Um, and then I would say the last piece being the appraisal. So right. although typically by the time you get to that point, you know, you're pretty, and you would have like run your numbers. You've got a good idea of where things are, are coming in. Usually by the time you get to the appraisal piece, at least for me, I'm, I'm usually feeling pretty confident that, mm -hmm. that things are going to go through. Maybe some concessions have to get made, you know, but, right. um, you're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. It, it really depends on how much, if you're if you're going through the inspections, it depends on how much each side feels like they've conceded. Right. So if, right. you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. if the seller feels like, ah, I wasn't going to do anything and this now was sold I, as is, but yeah. I have to do ABC, XYZ, and then you get to that appraisal and something falls short and you're yeah. asking for more, yeah. 
that's, you know, that's could be uh, a, a problem at that point. But it's so every deal is so different. Right. Every deal is so different. I yeah. mean, you just you don't know from, you know, day to day what could come up. Yeah. You know, what could happen. Right. Right. So, I mean, for me, and I'm, I'm yes. I haven't been in the game for a little bit here, but um, you guys are seeing people still compete for these listings, right? Mm -hmm. And there's less available right now. And then mm -hmm. I used to see this, you know, last year, the year before, where people would put a big offer on it. It's like, hey, I went 50000 over asking. And then they go home, they're like, wait a minute, I don't know what I did. <laughs> right. So I think that's, that's yeah. got to be a big part of it. And now, especially with limited inventory, right? Uh, you know, you feel like you're getting pushed into something and then you talk to your uncle and oh, right. boom. When yeah. the family gets involved, yeah. Yeah. it becomes right. very interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing, too, I'm, you know, some folks are getting pre-approved uh, based on certain interest rates, mm -hmm. right? So they get these preliminary um, kind of estimated cost sheets. Mm -hmm. uh, it, so say it's based on like a 7% interest or a 7.125. Mm -hmm. And then right. the interest rate has been fluctuating so much. I mean, really day to day. Yes. We, we get... Every day we get notified of what the daily interest yeah. rates are, which is kind of unprecedented. It right. didn't used to fluctuate that much. It, yeah, I mean, it used to be like you could almost not solely rely on, but like Mondays, we always mm -hmm. got that sheet with like the breakdown. And you could uh -huh. kind of assume that's where you were at for the week. And now mm -hmm. you really, it's Wednesday and it's like Mondays might not be valid. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Right. So then they get an updated estimated sheet at a 7.5%. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can change things. So uh -huh. when that reality kicks in, yep, uh, you know, people could be, you know, they could they could terminate based on, right. on those new figures, not knowing that, well, maybe it could turn around in two more days from now. You don't right. have to lock in yet. Right. Well, and the seeing um, side by side there, the cost to get in, your closing costs, when all of those numbers come together and it's like even if those were all explained to them and even though when you go to submit any offer, they're signing off on that um, buyer estimated cost sheet, they may, when you're in the mix of like, you know, <clears throat> signing all of this paperwork <laughs> mm -hmm. and depending on what offer number this is that you're putting in, you may be breezing through some of them um, that, yeah, reality can set in and it can be a little... Um, scary for, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it wasn't what you were expecting. So certainly I think there's probably a lot of people pulling out within those first mm -hmm. couple days. I've had clients get under contract. They were so excited. And then they, you know, they shared the news with family across the country mm -hmm. <laughs> and oh, who yes. haven't purchased a house in 25, 30 years. Yep. And that family member is like shocked that they waive their inspections. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so then that plants the seed in my client's head. Yeah. And um, luckily in that situation, because they were going to terminate, uh, I was able to renegotiate oh, a, wow. a home inspection just nice. for informational purposes, yeah. just to satisfy her parents who were living in like Colorado. Right. And decided to throw their two cents in. So and probably hadn't like <laughs> had a real estate transaction right. in yes. 15 plus years. And. <laughs> The, the funny thing is, it was a newer townhouse. So it was, like, built in 2017. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. So, you know, I yeah. felt confident that there was not going to be anything to be found. I just had to reassure the listing agent and the seller that we were strictly doing this for informational purposes and right. kind of not trying to renegotiate the deal that we've already agreed to. So, you know, and you maybe, And I'm sure kind of, like, work in with them, like, why this has come about right. now and that this is more to, like... Right. <laughs> they weren't happy, but yeah. we, we got it done. Yeah. But those things come up. Oh, know? absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, we've got that home prices are still increasing. So, um, you know, the demand is there. The interest rates are up, but the home prices are not falling and we don't we don't anticipate them to. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, it's still a market out there where you need to you need to go out and you need to be competitive like we're not seeing those values dropping um right yep and interesting there are certain markets that this is really uh having an effect on i, I noticed that it said allentown pennsylvania led the nation with 54.9 percent year-over-year decline wow yeah so um 
I mean, Allentown's a pretty big hub. It's a big distribution center. And I know it was expanding during COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, because everything was mail order. You know, nobody Mm -hmm. was really shopping. They were online shopping. So maybe it really peaked and grew during that time. Right. And and just it's kind of retracting naturally at this point. Um, But also it says um, Greensboro, North Carolina uh, was the second highest. So okay. it's like you said, Sarah, real estate is hyper local. Mm-hmm. So um, where these numbers seem to be huge, you ha- this was a nationwide article. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, then it goes on to to stay to say that new listings um, have ticked up slightly, but overall housing supply remains at a record low. So, you know, even though more uh, some more listings have come up, some more things are you know, days on market may have like ticked up a little bit with all of these factors um, coming in. We're it's not like we're suddenly sitting on months and months supply of of inventory. Um, and again, as we just I feel like constantly are reiterating, everything is local. So when you're looking at national numbers and stuff, you kind of want to hammer it down to uh, what's actually going on here in in your own market. Um, the median sale price increased 3% mm-hmm. year over year. So when clients say to me, or when clients say to you, or you, Curtis, um, I'm going to wait for the prices to drop. Right. Like, I, I can't, I mean, honestly, have prices for cars ever dropped? Right. Have prices for groceries ever dropped? Have prices for clothes ever dropped? I mean, like for services ever right. dropped. Yeah. Right. If somebody said, yeah. Curtis, I'm going to wait and have my lights installed when your prices drop next year, you know? Right. It's like, <laughs> right. That's not going to happen. Right. And sometimes, um, I mean, I get this question a lot. I'm sure you do mm-hmm. too. I'm going to wait for the prices to drop and uh, the interest rates to come down. It's like, well, and I had this great chart from um, keeping current, current, keeping. Current matters. Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Today, uh, and I posted them in our threads, um, that it went over all this, in, all this in detail. Like, for the next five years, the speculation, 3.3% increase in 2023. Now, 2024 is speculated the lowest increase, but it's, the prices are still going to increase um, 2.17%. 3% 2025. 3.79% 2026 and 4.18% in 2027. Right. So the home prices are not going to drop. And honestly, you don't want them to drop. Right. If right. you're going to make this investment, right. you yeah. don't want the bottom to fall out. Right. Well, because exactly. one of the other very common things that you hear from people are, I don't want to pay this and then have it not be worth that mm-hmm. later. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of reassurance that, like, yes, you always need to run the numbers. You need to be smart about your offers. Um, but... Yeah, it's values are not are not coming down. We shouldn't want them to come down. And those are very um, like that rate for what it's going up per year mm-hmm. is sustainable. It's healthy. It's not like it's some you never want to see in either direction for like anything in real estate <laughs> to be like skyrocketing and then dipping and then, you know, going all over the place. You want it to be kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. slow and steady. Um, which is what you're seeing with those numbers, which is good news. Right. But also not good news if your plan is to wait for everything to just, like, bottom right. out. <laughs> yeah, your, your waiting could cost you money. For sure. And uh, if you're waiting for interest rates to drop, that's the other thing that, you know, it's, it's just speculation where they're going to go, where interest rates are going to go. One thing for certain, unless there's another pandemic or some kind of emergency, they're not going to be in those low ranges that we saw right. during 2020. That was a very special s- set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. It was intentionally done that way to keep the economy going. Right. A worldwide pandemic. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which we yeah. should, like, should not be rooting for. Yeah. To come back. <laughs> right. Just need another one. If <laughs> rates come down. And then house prices will go up again, right? The, yeah. yeah. Last time that happened, from what I remember, is home prices went way up. Yes. And then, you know, there wasn't enough for sale then, so mm-hmm. then they kept going up. Yep. And, you know, 3% is is really good. If that's right. all we're going up now, yeah. uh, you know, uh, to me, I'd rather take the chance. If I found the home that was right for me, mm-hmm. like, get it, and yep. then 
at least I have a house. Right. Yes. Not, you know, not still renting. And then right. one day, hopefully rates come down. But, you know, right. even if they don't, your home value still goes up. Right. Right. You still win over the long term, in my opinion. Absolutely. Right. And and real estate is the single biggest, um, you know, person's. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. Uh, the sing- the biggest single investment that most people make. Right. It's their biggest, right. like, nest egg mm-hmm. that most people make. It's very solid. It is the American dream. Yeah. So, you know, for if you have, number one, the motivation, mm-hmm. you know, you, you saved your money for your down payment, you got pre-approved, go for it. You right. just, you have to go for it because each year that you put off, that's e- more and more equity that you're losing. You're going to continue to pay the higher price points right because right. The, the values are going to continue to e- increase that's what i try to explain to clients right as each home closes on the market it becomes a comp right so you know that's just where the market that's just how it right. naturally grows and we're not in an area where new construction can just like pot like pop up all over the place and you know it's you're always going to be limited by uh, the inventory with the all these people that locked into these low interest rates that then don't want to list because they don't want to go to the higher one. Um, you're we're looking at many years of, you know, tight inventory. Mm-hmm. And a lot of home buyers have decided to develop build to rent communities. Have you noticed that like these mega apartments, luxury apartments? Mm-hmm. Um, so the space that is available to to build a lot of these big home builders um, are investing that way. Uh, they sell to investors like JP Morgan and pension funds and other public companies um, so that they are getting a return on their investment. Right. And right. what are they investing in? Real estate. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it just it makes sense to invest in real estate, not to continue to rent into these build to rent communities right. where you're actually paying into these big companies exactly and these big funds exactly right and then you're at their you're 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 stuck right because they can raise the rent on you every single year mm-hmm. versus okay yeah you're sure your insurance will go up or your um, taxes will go up but it's not going to be at the same rate mm-hmm. like i know my neighbor's mortgage is probably half what i'm half what i'm paying right now every mm-hmm. month and i know in 15 years the guy who moves in their house Yep. Whenever they decide to move away to Florida or wherever, theirs will be double what mine is. Right. Mm-hmm. And boom, like I'm I'm saving thousands of dollars versus renting over mm-hmm. that that stuff. So exactly. I don't know. I, I still think it's the right move. Yeah. Right. And it, it always still comes down to that monthly payment. And if you can afford, when you calculate it out, like if you can afford the monthly payment, there are always going to be factors that are outside of your control. But like, look at what you can control. Look at if the property is right for you and if you can afford it and then you can lock in there and if things change and you can refinance down the line amazing you know but um you that you kind of have to boil it down to that and not have the mindset of well I'm paying so much more than I would have like a couple years ago well, yeah in a couple years you're gonna be, you're gonna wish you did it now you know it's uh it's, it's controlling so what you can control right you can't we can't turn back you know, yeah, everything's higher than it was 20 years ago. Right. You know, yeah. you could continuously say that yeah. every every year that passes. So what I say to my clients is, you know, you, we just have to just get the house. Yeah. If, you, if it works for you, mm-hmm. if it's in the school district that you're looking for, if it fits your family, then just get the house. Right. Go for it. Right. And then the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on from this article was there there was like a breakdown of um different cities here and then it has august 2023 pending sales that fell out of contract um and then there is the july 2023 numbers for what fell out of contract and then it goes back a year to august 22 so we've got um august this year july this year august last year so some of the high ones atlanta georgia had a 23.7 percent um for uh, contracts that that uh, fell out of the pending stage compared to July 22.6. So that ticked up a little bit just in that month. Um, however, their August number from 2022 
was 24.6, so even higher. So, like, it, you know, it, it's a little bit interesting there for that one. Then there were a lot of cities that had um, more moderate, lower numbers. Um, Fort Lauderdale was pretty high. They had 23.1 um, in August compared to 20.7 in July, with the previous year being at 21.6. And Jacksonville, Florida was was pretty high here, 26.6 in August, 21.7 in July. So just that month, big difference. And then uh, last year in August, 24.7. And then I guess just to bring it home locally here, Philadelphia, we saw 13.2% in August um, compared to 12.4% in July with but last year, uh, last year August, 13.1. So basically the same. So we're kind of tracking right where, right where we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of breaks down here that article on, um, you know, people terminating contracts, pending sales, falling through, and kind of breaking that down a little bit. I think next we're gonna take a break here, and we will be back in a few minutes um, to get on to our our next section. Okay, so we are back. Woo! We have Curtis here from, let me get to his website, Delco Trim Light. We're going to dive into into your business in the last segment. And we're back here with Sarah. And Nick's behind the camera over there. Oh, sorry, Nick. I didn't give you the <laughs> shout out at the beginning. <laughs> so this next segment, we're going to cover the commission lawsuit. Um so I think this was breaking news a couple of weeks ago when we were on air and Tom broke the news that Anywhere, Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> who is a the, the mothership of Better Homes and Gardens, Century 21, Caldwell Banker, Corcoran, ERA, and Sotheby's, uh, any, which is huge. It's a huge conglomeration. Uh, they settled first. They settled with um, on these commission lawsuits. And now we just found out that Remax has decided to settle also for $55 million. So a little backstory here. There's two lawsuits that are um, in process now. The Merle lawsuit in Illinois and the Missouri lawsuit in, of Sitzer and Burnett. So basically the lawsuits, um, there were sellers mm-hmm. and seller agents that were suing um, because of the commissions. So they're saying that um, some of these sellers are indicating that they didn't know the commissions were split, that they weren't, didn't know that they weren't, uh, that they were negotiable. They feel like they've been duped. So that's kind of my understanding of what the lawsuits are. Okay. So um, what's like a little bit interesting there, like if they knew the total number of the commission and they were okay with it, but then they're just like not okay with part of it going to the buyer agent, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Because it wasn't like a bottom line number thing. It was. Everybody (laughs) signs off on these contracts. So that's what we don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, weren't they fully aware? They did sign the documents. They were in agreement. They wanted their homes sold. They entered into a contract with a listing agent. Mm -hmm. And their home was sold. (laughs) Right. And they got the proceeds. Yeah. And the buyer's agents, you know, were paid. and, And the buyer got the house and... Apparently, everybody was happy until um, I think a couple of attorneys got together and decided to bring lawsuits. But, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this, this is, it's always questionable and a controversy, but the commissions are always advertised in our MLS system. They're always very transparent. You right. can, you know, you can offer, it was $1 compensation. Now I think it's zero. Right. Um, but anyway, these lawsuits were, were going on, and anywhere they started out first by settling. So I think that really started to crack, you know, crack the floor there. Um, and now we just found out that REMAX has decided to go into settlement for $55 million. Now, the details of the settlement are not disclosed, as with Anywhere's settlement, too. I believe theirs was for $88 million, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was higher, oh, 80, much higher. 83.5. Okay. So um, but Remax did file with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, so there was some details revealed. The settlement resolves all claims in the lawsuits 
and similar claims on a nationwide basis against Remax and releases Remax and the company, their subsidiaries and affiliates, and Remax sub-franchisors, franchisees, and their sales associates in the United States from the claims. So they are settling. They just want to get this wrapped up. They're not admitting to any fault, right? Um, but they are no longer interested in carrying out this lawsuit, so <laughs> they offered settlement. Right, yeah, they go on to say um, this is not an admission or concession of liability um, or of the validity of any claim, defense, or point of fact or law on the part of any party. So they're just doing it because they don't want to uh, have continued costs um, of going on with the litigation. <laughs> right. And and these lawsuits do take aim at NAR's participation role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it requires listing agents to make a blanket offer of compensation to buyer's agents in order to list the property on a realtor-affiliated multiple listing service, which is the MLS. And according to the plaintiffs, the commission sharing inflates the costs for consumers. That's what they're saying. In violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. NAR, which they have their own problems, and we don't need to get into that right now. It's a whole different story. Contends that the current commission structure, which has been in place for over 100 years, actually helps consumers. So I know we, we've talked about this a lot. But the effect that this is going to have on the consumer, I think, is profound, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to buyers. Right. Because the whole reason a buyer's agent was created <laughs> was because buyers were getting the short end of the stick for the most part. Um, they either have to be have dual agency with the listing agent, you know, and that could be unsettling right. or, or uncomfortable. They have to hire their own attorney or they're going to have to pay know, the have, buyer, pay yeah. their agent. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they're already coming to the table with their closing costs, their down payment to buy a house. And everybody, uh, there's a lot of rumblings out there now of housing unaffordability. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this is going to do to buyers potentially? Right. I mean, you're. I would think the surest thing would be most likely they'd have to offer less for the house because they're going to now have to, you know, account for monies that go to, to their agent. Um, now, I guess the only place that that would really save the seller would be a lower transfer tax, <laughs> like which is very minimal <laughs> compared to Pennsylvania like Pennsylvania is not changing that. Right? Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but like, if it's if you're paying your transfer tax based off of the purchase price of the house, mm-hmm. and now you've got a slightly lower purchase price, then I guess you're not paying mm-hmm. as much of it in transfer tax. But like, you're not getting as much for the house. So like, I don't think it it's a even trade there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the last thing that I would want as a seller would be to have an unrepresented buyer who, like, I don't know, like, you want you want it to get to settlement. Like, you don't get this far into it to then at the very end have things fall apart. And depending on, you know, where the, the buyer's head was at or what they thought was going on or or whatnot, I mean, they may be willing to lose their earnest deposit. Like, if they're no longer protected by any contingencies, they may be willing to give up their deposit and not move forward with the transaction, depending on the degree of of maybe what they thought was happening or what they thought was going on. And we, I mean, we work with a lot of first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. And you see when we're talking to them and we're trying to explain the process just to give them, you know, a a basic rundown so they have a, a kind of, like, a preliminary idea of what's going to happen. Right. And you can see that they're like, almost like, oh my gosh, you know, right. it's, it's almost like I, you're talking a different language, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of times going through the process, I mean, you're, you're constantly fielding questions mm-hmm. and it, it's, even if you bought a house 10 years ago, the process is something people don't remember. <laughs> right. They right. kind of choose to forget. Right. So it could be a big problem. For first-time home buyers, especially people, I work with a lot of people that um, have been here into th- in the, this country like 10, 15 years. Um, they, you know, it's English might not be their first language. Right. That's a problem, right? You know, reading contracts, going through contracts. How do you think those folks are going to be able to get through? Right. They're going to have to hire outside. So it just, I think it's going to create a lot of issues. I think the consumer is going to be the ones that get hurt in this the most. Um, 
And the other thing also to keep in mind, we, we know that people who try to sell uh, for sale by owner, mm -hmm. they are capturing almost 17% less mm -hmm. of their asking price. Yeah. So to hire a listing agent, mm -hmm. even with the commissions, commission split, they're still, still making getting more money. Yeah, you're walking away with more. Right. right. Yeah. Do you do either of you think that if buyers have to pay the the uh, buyer's agency commission, that'll force more of them to go to, you know, work with a like a more of a cheaper like mm -hmm. budget agent where they they're like, hey, I, I can only pay I only I pay one percent or half a percent or zero if I'm using. Yeah. Let's say one of those companies that sells it themselves, they offer right. you some discount. And like, do you think that in dealing with those companies, do you think that that is a good move for them? Yeah. I mean, I think that it will cause people to either go to like the cheapest one or um, maybe try and do it themselves potentially um, without and I guess they won't, like, if they do successfully get under contract and then get to settlement, um, they may not ever know what they lost, you know, yeah. like yeah, what they, um, yeah, you, you know, know, what they had conceded on throughout mm -hmm. the, like, they're just seeing, like, that one number and, like, oh, good, I saved this one commission. But, like, and they're probably not going to ever know, like, what it could have, what else they could have gotten for it. So, like, in in that way, maybe it's better that they don't know because if the deal's already done, it's already done. You know, you can't go back and, and get it back. But, um, yeah, I think that there will be people that either go to the, the discount brokerages and have a bad experience or don't successfully get through, ever get to settlement or leave money on the table. And then we'll be back to wanting buyers to have their own representation. <laughs> right. Or, I mean, what we've, so. I know, like, what we've talked about a lot on the show is, and a lot in our office meetings and everything, is showing, proving to your buyers your value beyond, I'm here to open a door. Um, so make them want to, not like everybody ever wants to, like, pay people money, but, like, you know, make them be like, this is worth the money mm -hmm. to have somebody who's, knowledgeable who um can strategize with me can get us to the finish table in a way that i can make work you know mm -hmm. and and then in that case they may build that into their model for, for where they need to spend their money and where all that needs to go mm -hmm. but it's there's going to be a lot of people who because there's so many buyers who you are they're down to like scraping things yes. to try to yes because also like oh, yeah. you they can have all the estimated costs they can know where things are going but then it gets really real as you get closer and then if there is anything else that pops up or like if you had every once in a while you'll see like the buyer's responsible for the UNO and you expect it's going to be like oh it's going to be nothing I'm just going to pay for the cert and then like some stuff comes up and then like if there yeah. are unforeseen things that pop up throughout the transaction you you might not have much wiggle room left. And buyers might not even understand what they're agreeing to. Right. Really. You know, if they're if it says buyer is responsible for UNO, they might not even know what that means. Yeah. And they might ag agree to it. Mm -hmm. So I th I really do think for consumers, for the buyers, um, it's it's going to be And I actually, I just had something come up over the weekend um, and was going through the contract on it for it was one where buyer's responsible for UNO. And when you're looking at the contract on the one page where it's talking about UNO, it has that the seller, like, because normally it's the seller that does it. Mm -hmm. They go in, they do the UNO. If the UNO comes back and it's, like, beyond what the seller wants to do, the buyer has, the seller can go to the buyer and say, hey, I'm not going to do this, but if you want to do it, you can do it, and the sale goes through. If the buyer doesn't want to, they can terminate. But if you are the if you as the buyer from the beginning say that you're responsible for UNO, the way that we were gonna do it, and then actually it ended up going under contract before we got it in, but was to put in additional language and the additional terms for like a threshold for what you'd be willing to go up to. Cause you do have like you have to protect yourself. You do. Because and every UNO is different. Yeah, all the townships. So all, all they all have different use and occupancy. Some yeah. have the sewer lateral. Mm -hmm. And if you're if that comes back negative that could be a huge yeah. expense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but this is, uh, it's very interesting. I, what are your thoughts? Do you think there's going to be more settling on this lawsuit? 
Yeah, I think once a couple of these big guys, well, who all's left that's still? Uh, so anywhere Remax have settlements, the only defendants left are the NAR, mm-hmm. Home Services, and Keller Williams. I think, all right, I think if one more jumps on the bandwagon <laughs> to settle, they all do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like since two already went, the likelihood that the others will is more in favor of them doing that. Yeah. I, I probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If uh, you know, Remax and anywhere who apparently that that includes almost everyone. Yeah. E- yeah. Every type of brokerage yeah. I've ever heard of. Um, they're they're settling. It means there's something there. They think they're gonna end up paying more right. or have to deal with more. Yeah. Or pay more lawyers. Yeah. Well, and I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure they've got like a smart person that's running the numbers for like projections for like, all right, this is what we've already spent on attorney stuff. This is, you know, how long it'll probably take. Or so maybe it would depend on what the settlement amount was. And then it's just a business decision. Like what right. costs less money? Exactly. Yeah. They haven't um there's no date slated yet for the trial to start. It's expected to start in early 2024. Mm-hmm. I would assume that NAR is definitely going to settle. Yeah. Because they already have so many issues. They want to yeah. get something off their plate here. Uh, so I think once they settle, definitely the other two are going are gonna to yeah. follow suit and just settle. They d- definitely want this to, to go Or away. I wonder if there would also be a holdout for, like, if four settle and then the last one doesn't. Are, is the other side going to continue to, like, if they've already gotten all of this in settlement from everybody else, are they going to want to continue to pay attorney fees to continue to pursue the one last party that they're trying to go after? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I have no idea how it works. I, <laughs> I assume the attorneys are getting paid out of the settlement. Huge. Cost. So, oh, the only ones getting paid in all yeah. right. They're the ones who win. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were wondering when we were talking about this before. Where does all this money go? Right. Who gets it? Right. Yeah, like am I I sold a house. Am I gonna get some of it? <laughs> I enjoyed we pottered the class. <laughs> <action>. agency fee. <laughs> Hold on a second. Right, Wait, that's what we were wondering. Uh, yeah, what state were you in? I was in Missouri. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I, uh, back to that where I, that was an interesting one where both of us were representing ourselves. Like oh. it was sent kind mm. of a FISBO deal. All right. I would, uh, if you're out there huh. thinking about doing that, don't do it. <laughs> it was a <laughs> nightmare. your experience? It was a, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty bad because, well, both of us were real estate agents and, um, the other agent, uh, expected a lot out of me that mm-hmm. like you know i thought i was doing them a solid yeah like hey look if you give me this much money i won't put it on the market yeah i need to move yeah you want to live in this neighborhood yeah we both win here right yeah. so uh they wanted to get an inspection and this is back in uh 2017 okay so oh sorry that that is wrong. It was in 2021. I'm, yeah. I know where I am. Don't worry about me. Uh, it was in 2021, and nobody was getting inspections. And I was like, hey, sure, all right. But yeah. like, I'm not going to do anything here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sure enough, they asked for all kinds of stuff. Mm. And they were mad when I said, no, I'm not yeah. doing that. I'll just sell it to somebody else. Yeah. And, um, you know, it eventually settled. And then they uh, took me to small claims court a year later. Really? Oh it was God, really. I don't really. The, the details are kind of. It's it's kind of wow. a long, boring story, Doesn't but eventually it, it, wow. was, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was. I think if I had just gotten somebody else to deal with it for me, yeah, mm-hmm. and there was a person in between, right, yep. it would never have happened that way, right, yeah. And it, it, that buffer is it more got, important yeah. than some people realize. Yeah, yeah. It got personal, mm-hmm. I think, for her because she expected me to do something for her yep. that I was like, I, I don't have to, I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like, wow. You know, I ended up doing, you know, you got to go to court. Oh, you know? Did you have to, like, goodness. fly back down for it? I got to do a, a virtual. Oh, well, that's hearing, oh my is, gosh. What awesome. a nightmare. And the, the interesting part about your story is that you're both real estate agents. Yeah. And yeah. you're both representing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it still went completely yeah. sideways. I would not do it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I would, I, if I ever move again, yeah. which I don't want to. Right. I want to be here f- 
forever. But if I ever do, I'm not going to, I'm not doing that. I'm going to pay somebody else to deal with that. Right. Just because there's so many, like you're trying to move. Yeah. Uh, It's not (laughs) that easy to deal with every little thing coming up and also try to pack your stuff and, you know, find daycare for your kids, a new place and all that stuff. Well, and once like emotions get so heightened and if there isn't somebody in there to be like the barrier um, and to kind of like separate some things or like field how things are delivered or said, you know, like you can still get the same point across, but like just having somebody else do it or even like being able to have that like time frame to be like, let me check with them and I'll get back to you. Right. Can like, like versus if you're both like, if it's both of you, it's like, well, tell me right now. You right, know, like, right. there's a cool down period. Yeah. There's a, there's like a way to be able to be like, I will need to check on that. Yeah. <laughs> keeping the emotions out of it. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. is, it is so big. And yeah. having, I, I've, I don't know how many people I've dealt with that I thought there's no chance if you didn't have an agent that you would ever oh, buy yeah. a house. Yeah. It'll never happen. Yeah. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you won't get along with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if was, I've worked with you, it's not you. Yeah. If you're, if, 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 <laughs> definitely, no, definitely not you. Well, it was funny. If you think it's you, uh, if you're watching this, no, not you, it was somebody else. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was just texting with a client this morning who we're going to be looking, like, later this week. Um, we're going out, meeting the, I have the buyers, it's the seller. They're uh, going to be showing us, they're doing a, uh, a deed package for the settlement um, there's a pool. They just want to show them how to like use the pool and you know where everything is and yada yada. Both sides of the transaction, very it was super smooth. I mean there was nothing to negotiate over. Yeah. Clean offer, mm-hmm. everything you know nothing like hairy to get through. And um, my client texted me this morning and was like, Hey, do you just want to like give me their number and I'll like line this like I feel bad that we have to like keep on going through and I was like, Oh, that is strictly prohibited. I was <laughs> like, we may not. Like, I don't even have the seller's phone number. <laughs> like um and it's just to protect everybody from anything coming right. up that is unforeseen. And right. uh-huh. it does get emotional. And, you know, even if everybody has been level headed the whole way through, um, it's just best to always go through your agents. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I do know that Tom talked about maybe some ideas uh, with lenders financing the buyer's agency, com- mm-hmm. you know, commission. Uh, but that's yeah. a whole different conversation. Yeah. I don't even know how something like that would work, or could that mm-hmm. even possibly get approved? Like, would banks take on that? You know, right? It's, yeah, it's a strange. Um, concept. Yeah, I guess it depends on the right. the rules for yeah. lending. Yeah, um, right, right. Now you can roll that it. into yeah. the loan, right? Know. You know, because it would if it's a closing cost, it still comes out of the buyer's pockets. But right. if they roll that into right. somehow, I mean, lenders yeah. do want to fund mortgages. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this. You well, know, I'm sure there would also be some like trial and error, and like you don't necessarily want to be on the. Uh, trial end of things (laughs) and have the error part (laughs) right 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 exactly what's that called in like a medical study when it's like before it gets actually approved right is that just a trial study yeah exactly i don't know you probably don't want to be (laughs) if you don't have to be but um right but it's uh, you know these fees have always been negotiated Mm -hmm. um when reviewing the contracts so it's not like anybody's pulling a fast one it's all right. very clear in the contract. Um, so, and I'm sure it's going to continue to be that way. Right. So um, I know that sellers, they want, if you're trying to sell your house in the fastest amount of time for the most amount of money, having uh, representation and also agreeing to um, compensation for a buyer's agent, that's going to bring you the most people through your home. Right. You're going to get the most exposure mm-hmm. than just having it hanging out there you know, by itself, waiting for buyers to come to you. It's going, you know, that's right. our marketing plan. Right. We actually go out and get the buyers into your house. Right. And you want to have, like, qualified buyers. You don't just want right. to have a sign out. Like, you don't just want to have, like, you know, somebody that's n- in no way prepared to do anything. Like, you don't want that to be a bulk of who's coming through. Because we all know it takes, you know, on average, what, seven showings to generate, like, a good, solid offer. Oh, right. Um. I would be curious to know if in this tighter market, if that number is maybe dropped a little bit because um, most of the people that are out there uh, 
seriously putting in offers. I, I don't know. But like this, you know, the statistic is seven showings to generate um, a good solid offer. So you want to you want to get all those people through. You, you want 21 right. coming in. You want three mm-hmm. to pick from. You want, you know, right. oh, yeah. um, the more offers, the more competition. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to yeah. have concessions and higher purchase prices. Exactly. And the sellers win and the buyers win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, should so, we oh, take we're a, wrap that up because yeah, we have to get yeah. to. Do we need to do a Curtis quick break here. or do we just um, hop right in? I don't in? know. I think we should just I hop think we right just hop in. right in. Yeah. Let's hop right Let's in. Hop right in. Okay. All right. All right. We can do that. So Curtis is, he has his company called Delco Trim Light. I love the shirt and the hat. Yeah. So yeah. tell us all about your business. Okay. So we sell and install Trim Light, which is yes. a permanent holiday lighting that all right, it's LEDs. They go inside a aluminum channel that hides along your soffit line. Mm-hmm. Really hard to see during the day. So, like, you're walking by my house, and I have my sign out, and it says, hey, we, have, we just got permanent holiday lighting. I had somebody look, look at it and go, hey, uh, did you not put it up yet? And they're like, <laughs> actually, here, it's right here. You turn yeah. it on, and there's lights Mind hiding blown. in there. It blends in <laughs> wow. really well. Like un, it's it's unbelievable. I'll show you both after. Yeah. But it's it's uh, it hides it during the day, so you can't see it there. And then like so, all the wires like there's some wires showing in some houses. It depends on how we can hide it. What what the features of your house are. Yeah. But you know, 99 percent of the wire in general is going to be completely hidden. And uh, and then at night you can set it to turn on to whatever colors you want. So, like, I can schedule every Eagles game. I can have yeah. Eagles <gasps> colors for wow. when the Phillies make it to, you know, the postseason here. All red October, except for, you know, and then you got Halloween. I got, like, Ooh. some purple so and orange. So, they're programmable. These yeah. lights are programmable. Yeah. So, okay, so your website is delcotrimlight.com. And do you do interior lighting, too? Is it all exterior? Yeah, so... Uh, you could put it inside something if you wanted to. Like I've done it in, I wouldn't put it inside my house like necessarily. There might be some cool like commercial applications indoors. Um, I was but, just thinking about like around bars or in the kitchen. You know how you see have seen those. Yeah, so you could. I mean, anything's possible. Like I, I'd be happy to do it <laughs> <laughs> if you have. A well, place I love to... on your website. Like you, there's so. I mean, the examples that you're showing commercial. Like yeah. you do commercial buildings every single holiday, endless possibilities uh, across yeah. the board. So whatever holiday it is, like you said, for Halloween you can do like orange or you do like you know. orange and purple. It's got a lightning wow. effect, so you can make Ooh. it look like it's like kind of like Ooh. lightning flashing, which is pretty cool. That's um, there's like 180 preset patterns you can save and alter and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, for me, like I know when I was like last. The last few Christmases before I added on there, right? I I would not get up on a ladder and do the second level of my house. Like we're just putting it on the porch in the bushes, yeah, right. And because uh, you know, believe it or not, I don't really like to be on a ladder. I have a crew now. <laughs> <so. laughs> I don't blame you. But uh, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to take your life in your hands every you know at the the weekend after Thanksgiving miss football games because you're putting up lights like yeah. doing all the old That's untangled tragic. thing yes. yeah yeah again you know and and uh you know for ladies out there you don't have to be on your your man to get these things up <laughs> ever again and uh and for you those, don't ever have to take them down yeah. yeah you see the houses in february march and you're like oh my gosh they still have their christmas lights yeah. on oh you my know gosh. yeah there's people with yeah. icicle lights all over the place yeah yeah it, and i didn't i didn't really pay attention until I, I got involved in this and yeah it's it's everywhere yeah. so um you know we also have like a, a a string light product that can integrate with it it's really cool um it is it it makes your life a little bit easier so people who put up temporary lights like or pay someone to put up temporary lights they're paying every year they have to pay they have to store the lights some of them break you have to pay for new bulbs all that stuff and they come out put them up and then you have to take them, take them down. You have like a whole month with them. Yeah. And with this, it costs more at first, but after you know two three years of doing the other way, yeah, it, it, you're 
you're done. And we have a, uh, a lifetime product warranty. So the product was the last 50,000 hours, which, you know, comes out of like 20 plus years. You're just using it in the evenings. Yeah. And. Yeah. But I love the fact that done. it's for every holiday. Yeah. So right. people are paying this all this money for just one season. Right. Like one holiday. Like you were saying, you pay a lot of money for somebody to come out and install the lights and then take them down. Yeah. This is all year round, like for every holiday. Right. So for Valentine's Day, you can make them red. Uh-huh. And like Thanksgiving, know, for, you could do like yeah. brown and red or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and what's funny, I feel like I decorate for zero. I will decorate a little bit, like, you know, like winter seasonally, you know. But yeah. um, otherwise, like, I feel like my mom always gets on me. Like, I'm not putting out like, you know, fall decorations and spring decorations. Right. I'm like, what? You dig them out, you put them out, and then you like leave them out too long and then you're right. a bit embarrassed and uh-huh. you just put them away. Like, yep. yeah. this would be good because then actually you could kind of like be doing something for each holiday without having to get the stuff out. And not only that, I- I'm a big fan of outdoor lighting because mm-hmm. I have landscape lighting all around my house and it's it's on all the time. It's not even like solar because yeah. I don't think it's bright enough. <laughs> like yeah. solar to me is not bright enough. Yeah, exactly. So I love this idea because not only, like if you don't, if you're not into the color thing, you just make them white, yeah. and it just lights up your house at night. So it's a safety thing too, mm-hmm. you know. And it just everybody, when you're out there looking at the homes and stuff, anybody that has outdoor lighting or landscape lighting, it it has a different effect, oh, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it has this oh, really yeah. nice effect. Oh my gosh! So how does the process work? Like, let's say I was like, yeah, I think I want this. Do do you go to the website? Is it priced based on? Like how many feet you're putting up, or is it like per project to some extent? Yeah, so it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be based off of how how much you were putting up. Basically, okay. it's we price it by linear foot, um, and then you know you you go on the website, you put in a request for an estimate. We'll call you up. We'll set up a day and time to come out and see your property. Mm-hmm. Go over where you might want to put it on there. Yeah. Uh, take some measurements, some photos, and then we'll send you an estimate that says it's this many feet. We'll give you a little picture where we're going to put it. Yeah. You know, approximately here. You know, obviously there's things that come up. You know, yeah. Got to be moved a little, like, little hair <laughs> or whatever, you know. Right, right. So we talk to you about all that. Yeah. And then you want to move forward, you can just, you know, pay us over the your from your phone or your computer. Yeah. Uh, you know, just take a deposit, and then we order the stuff. You know, within three, four weeks, it's it's up. It's uh, it's pretty easy. Is it typically a one-day install? And I know it varies on square footage, but... Yeah, yeah. It? I know there's some houses we can do two in a day, three in a day, and some houses it could take two days. But yeah. but for the most part, it's less than a day. That's, oh, that's awesome. awesome. So, again, it's delcotrimlight.com. And Curtis has a... Yep, Instagram. Yep. Um, oh, wait. I didn't write down your Instagram. We just wrote down your website. What's your Instagram? It's Delco Trimlight. Delco it's, uh, Trimlight. It's Instagram.com slash Delco Trimlight. <laughs> All right. And we are we are getting played out, but um, I'm Sarah. You can find me on Instagram at Ty underscore Ty Time. Uh, we got Stacy Mitchell here at 2Michko. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week.